Hey, and thanks for taking the time to listen with us here at Gospel Way as we seek to find rest in Christ. Please know that this is supplemental and does not replace your local church or the pastor that God has given to shepherd your soul. But it is our prayer that God will use these resources to bless you and point you to Jesus. Let me call our attention one more time to the book of John chapter number 17. John chapter number 17. Once again this morning we'll be reading verse number 6 down through verse number 19. But we're going to be keying in once again on verse 6 through 8 this morning and looking at the thought of the name of God revealed. The name of God revealed. In verse number 6, the Bible tells us here, I have manifest thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I come out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them, I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come unto thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name, that those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Let's pray. Once again, Father, we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity that we have to pray. We thank you for the fact that you are our Father. Lord, we ask you this morning that you would illuminate the Scriptures. I pray that you would make them plain to us and help us to see from it what you would have for us. Lord, we thank you for the songs that we've sung this morning. We thank you for the Scripture 
that has been read. We thank you for the devotional that was gone through. Lord, we ask you now as we look into your word more deeply, we ask you that you would give us those things in our heart that we stand in need of. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Our Lord confirms once more His supreme object in coming into this world. The purpose and the reason for Christ's coming, and and we need to understand this, I think sometimes we, we think when we contemplate Christ's coming, our first thought is our salvation. Our first thought, and we've dealt with this in weeks past, uh, our problem sometimes and most of the time is when we began to think about God and we began to think about Christ, our thoughts begin and end with us. Uh, but the purpose in Christ coming, the purpose in Christ being on the earth was that He glorified the Father. He won for us salvation, but His sole purpose in being here was to glorify the Father, was to fulfill Scripture, to do that that was pleasing to the Father. That's the reason He started out this prayer, that He had done all the things that He had sent Him to do. He had done that which was glorifying to the Father. So, once again, He's coming to the point that He's confirming the object in His coming to this world, and that is to manifest and to glorify the Father. And like I've already said, the problem that we have is most of the time when we think about Christ coming, when we think about His birth around Christmas time, we ought to be thinking around His. We ought to be thinking of His birth year round, not just around Christmas time, but. Most of the time when people think about it around Christmas time, they think about themselves instead of thinking about the glory of God. When Christ made mention here in verse number 6, He said, I have manifest thy name. That was His purpose in coming. That was His reason for being here. To to, To think that Uh, Christian salvation ends with forgiveness or or some kind of joy or some kind of elated peace is to fall hopelessly short of the real design and purpose of salvation. I think sometimes, and, and there again we've already mentioned this before, but I think sometimes we when we think of salvation we We think of our forgiveness of sins, and that is important. Don't get me wrong. That is an intricate part of salvation. But salvation has a whole lot more to do with the glory of God than it does our forgiveness of sin. Our forgiveness of sin is a product of the glorification of God. So we understand this morning that to think of salvation in light of the forgiveness of sin or or some endless peace or joy that you and I are going to have in heaven. And, And most of the time when we go to church, most of the time when we sing, and in most churches around us, 
the key is about heaven. It's about that endless joy. It's about that, that forgiveness of sins. And those are important aspects. But the ultimate aspect of our salvation is the glory of God. And we don't need to miss that. And when we do miss that, we fall hopelessly short of the design of salvation. God designed salvation that it might bring glory to God. And how did He do that? He did that by giving unto us eternal life. Is that not what Christ mentioned? He did that by giving us eternal life. But what is that eternal life? That eternal life is that we may know God. That is the ultimate end of salvation. The ultimate end of man is that we know God and we enjoy Him forever. That we glorify God and that we enjoy Him forever. We must remind ourselves continually that what salvation is about is relationship. Our relationship to the Father. Our relationship, salvation, whether it be from the viewpoint of those that are unconverted or whether it be from the viewpoint of those that are converted, it is still the same. It is about our relationship to God. Our, our salvation or for those that are unconverted, the lack of salvation, the importance of it, and the, the need to understand it is to understand that relationship to God. Those that are lost, those that are unconverted, those that have not been redeemed, those that, that have, not, have not realized the grace of God in their life at this point, those even need to understand the lack of the relationship with God. And Christ is trying to make that plain in this Scripture. In the New Testament as well as in the Old Testament, it is God who speaks. It is God that does the actions it is God who initiates His love for us. And it is God who planned, purposed, procured, and purchased our salvation. Let me say that again. It is God who planned, purposed, procured, and purchased our salvation. So the ultimate thing in salvation, the ultimate thing that we need to see, and Christ is trying to make that plain in this scripture, is the glory of God. Solo de gloria to God. The, uh, God to God be the glory alone. There is no glory anywhere else but to God. And Christ made the statement here. He said, I have manifest thy name unto the men 
which thou gavest me. I want us to look at five different things this morning on how did Christ reveal the name of God? How did Christ reveal God to those in this Scripture? How did He reveal God to those that were around Him when He was on this earth? First of all, this morning, He revealed God because He is the Son of God. He revealed God in the very aspect that He is the Son of God. Verse number 8, He makes this statement. He said in verse number 8, For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I come out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. He made the statement, they have received them. They have received what? They have received my words. Why did they receive those words? They received those words because they knew that surely He had come out from thee. That He was the Son of God. Paul puts it this way. He says, In Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 9. In Him, in whom? In Christ dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He was making manifest, He was revealing God because He is the Son of God. Matthew says it this way, They shall call His name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Because He is the very Son of God, He is revealing God to this world. Matthew said it that way. Then Jesus was able to tell His disciples, He that hath seen Me hath seen the Father. Paul was great. Matthew was great. Christ Himself was saying, when you see Me, you've seen the Father. When you've seen Me, you've seen the Father. What was He doing? He was making manifest. He was revealing God. Remember, we looked at the name of God last week. We looked at the aspect that He was righteous. He was holy. All of these things that He was. And we looked at the different names and and mentioned that last week we may go into an in-depth study of the names of God at some point. But we looked at the name of God. Now we're looking at the fact that Christ is revealing the name of God. Christ is not just an ordinary person. Christ is not even as some would have you to believe that is a good teacher. Although He was a good teacher, and we'll get into that in just a moment, but understand that Christ said, when you have seen Me, you have seen the Father. He was manifesting 
and making Himself known. Paul says again in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 3, Paul says this, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't miss that. Paul said that specifically in a specific manner so that you and I understand that God is the Father of Jesus Christ. Why is that so important? Why is that important to you and I? It's important that you and I understand that because understanding that God is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and knowing that Jesus Christ is the firstborn among many brethren allows us to understand that He is our Father also. He's making, manifesting, revealing, if you will, who God is by the very aspect that He is the Son of God. And because He is the Son of God, and because He is the firstborn among many brethren, and because we have received the grace of God, and because the grace of God appeared unto us, and we received that grace of God, you and I too have become the sons of God. Do you understand what I'm saying now? That it is all important that we understand the aspect of relationship when it comes to God. It is important, it is imperative that you and I understand who we are when it comes to God. Why is it important that we understand who we are when when it comes to God? Because you and I are told to enter boldly into the throne room of grace where we can find help in the time of need. Why? Because because I'm the Son of God. Because we are the Son of God, we can enter in and we can cry, Abba, Father. Don't take that lightly. Don't take it as we would. Don't take it in such a sense that it, it is that we do not stand in awe. It ought to bring us to the point that we are in awe. Every time we bow to pray, every time we bow our heads to pray, we ought to think about the fact that we're talking to our Father. Yes. And how do we know that He's our Father? Because He is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, incarnate on the earth. Jesus Christ, made of woman, presented to man, incarnate in this world, presented and revealed to us that God was His Father. He revealed the name of God by Revealing that He was the Son of God. Understand, He is the only begotten Son of God. It's important. Listen, these words, God didn't just put just 
Words just wherever in the Word of God, they're there for a reason. Jesus Christ is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And because of that, He has caused us to be the sons of God. We're not the begotten sons of God. We're the born again sons of God. We are His sons because of what Christ did on the cross of Calvary. Understand not only because He's the Son of God, but understand also in verse number 8, because He came out from God. Because He came out from God. You would think that Christ is being redundant in what He says, but He's not. There's more to this statement that He came out from God. That He came out from God reveals God's love for us. That He would send His Son to complete the plan of salvation for mankind. Paul says it this way, But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What a love. What a love that the Father has for us. That He sent His only begotten Son. John said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loved the world He sent His Son, and whosoever believeth in Him receives that atonement for salvation. What Christ did on the cross would have paid for the sins of the entire world. But it is to those who receive the grace of God that that atonement is good. That that atonement takes care of things. Understand as He came out from God, understand that it is God who initiated the entire plan of salvation. It is God who initiated the entire plan of salvation before the foundations of the world. God made a plan. It is God who reveals His grace. To those who receive His grace. You and I cannot, no matter how hard we try, you and I cannot reveal the grace of God to someone else. It's impossible. You and I are to present the grace of God to someone, but they will not see the grace of God unless God reveals the grace of God. And when God reveals the grace of God and they see the grace of God, they will be born again. Why? Because you you cannot walk away from the grace of God. How can something as wonderful and magnificent as the grace of God be revealed to you by God Himself and you walk away from it? You can't. There's no way. 
It is God who reveals His grace. Because Jesus came out from God, because He was the Son of God, but because He came out from God, because He came to this earth, because He laid aside His glory and came to this earth, you and I can see God being revealed in Christ. But not only that, but also this morning, He reveals the name of God because of His life, His character, and His deportment. Because of His life, His character, and His deportment. Hebrews chapter 4 verse number 15 puts it this way. That our great high priest who is Christ was tempted in all points like as we are. What? Yet without sin. He was without sin. The life, the character, and the deportment of God is that He was sinless and that He was holy. We need to understand that as Christ walked this earth, as He was here on this earth, He was the, he was the example of the holiness of God. He was holiness. He was righteousness. And He was sinless as He was on the face of the earth. There would be some that would tell you that Christ could have sinned. He just didn't sin. Don't let anybody tell you that. That takes away from the very fact that He was God incarnate in the flesh. God could not. God will not. God did not sin. Most importantly, He could not have sinned. But understand His holiness. Understand His righteousness and His sinlessness. Understand because of all of these things, His hatred for sin. Understand that He was not only holy, He was not only sinless, He was not only righteous, but He had a hatred for sin. Why? Because He was God incarnate in the flesh. That's the reason He overturned the the tables of the money changers in the temple. Why? He was was angry and sinned not. He had a hatred for that sin, especially for the hypocrisy that was going on. And Christ displayed the name of God and displayed who God is in Himself while He was here on the earth. And those that were around Him saw that. Those that were, and you and I from the teachings of the Word of God are able to see that. But they saw it on on a daily basis as they walked with them. They saw His righteousness. They saw His holiness. They saw His compassion and yet His anger. They saw who He was and they saw how that He was from God. They saw His life on an everyday basis. They saw His character. They saw His deportment. They saw who He was. And because they saw who He was, they saw God. 
And that made a difference. Why? Because there again, our salvation is about the glory of God. It, our, our, our forgiveness is important. Our redemption, our reconciliation, all these things are important or God would not have had them part of it. But it's all to the glory of God. It's not about us. Understand His hatred for sin and understand not only His hatred for sin, but His hatred for all that belongs to sin. Therefore, we can understand how that the wrath of God still abides on those that remain in sin because of God's hatred for sin. God hates sin. To understand not only that this morning, but understand because of His teachings. Because of His teachings. He revealed God. He revealed the name of God. He revealed the essence of God because of His teachings. Every miracle that Christ performed was a manifestation of the power of God. And if you look at every miracle that Christ performed that was a manifestation of the power of God, it was also a teaching moment for Christ. What was He doing? Christ did not just perform miracles. He he didn't go to the wedding of Canaan and just decide to make more wine. He did what He did for a purpose. Every miracle that you find in the Word of God that God, that Christ performed while He was here on the earth was to display the glory of God. It was to manifest the glory of God. In fact, you find them saying in the book of Mark chapter 2 and verse number 12, you find them making this statement, we never saw it on this fashion. We never saw it on this fashion. It, they had seen what would have been called miraculous things happen before. They had seen things that had taken place, but they had never seen it on this fashion before. Why? Because this was God manifesting God before the world. He was making Himself known. In Luke, they put it this way. This is the finger of God. They knew that what Christ did was more than what others around them had the power to do. They knew that what Christ was doing was beyond what others might have could have done. Even though they did what they did, some of them through the power of God also, but this was different. And they said in the book of Luke chapter 11 verse 20, this is the finger of God. Christ in His very teachings, in the things He was saying, what, what, even, even when He made... The waters lay down. They said, never a man spake like this man. When he was in the temple, that never a man spake like this man. He, 
He was in the temple at 12 years old. And you and I know this. He was in the temple at 12 years old. And they were astounded at His teachings. Why? Because He was manifesting God. He was revealing God. What was the ultimate end that ultimately in man's eyes got Him in trouble? He called Himself God. He was leading up to that moment, Brother Ricky, when He was going to say, I'm God. I'm in front of you. If you have seen Me, you've seen the Father. He was leading up to that moment and every step He took was getting to the point of glorifying God. Of revealing God. And they were astounded. This, this child, 12 years old, what they looked at as a child, you and I understand, was God incarnate in the flesh. Who better knows God than God? Amen. And He was giving them all these things. But understand, not only that, but understand, lastly this morning, that it is because His entire ministry was given to Him by the Father. Look at what He said in verse number 7. Now they have known that all things whatsoever Thou hast given Me are of Thee. His entire ministry, His entire three and a half years Walking before these men, they knew that all of that was from God. They knew that the entire ministry was given from God. And you and I can see in Scripture that everything He was sent to do, is that not what He told them? He said in in verse number 1, he said, these words spake Jesus and lift up his eyes from heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son may also glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is eternal life that they may know God, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on earth. I have Finish the work which thou gavest me to do. What was the ultimate work that was given to Christ? To reveal God. To reveal God and to make Himself known. So that they see God. What is the purpose of us being here this morning? It is to look into Scripture and reveal God. Not that we can reveal Him, but that through Scripture He will be revealed to us. And with that in mind, understand, may God in His infinite grace grant us the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit that we so may dwell upon the things that we've looked at in Scripture this morning. That we may grasp them. That we can realize them. And that each of them are 
true. Why? That we may go back to His whole reason in coming so that we may know God. That's the reason. Is that we might have eternal life. What is that eternal life? That we might know God. That's God's purpose. That's what, that's what Christ did in His revelation of God while He walked on the face of the earth. His reason for being here, His object for being here was to reveal God. And how did He reveal God? He revealed God by redeeming us for the glory of God. What a blessing. When we understand that, it would bring to light if, if we could if we could contemplate on those things, if we could think on those things on a daily basis, when we go before God, we'd spend a whole lot more time glorifying God than we spend making our petitions known. Not to say there's not a time and not that God wants us to make our petitions known before Him. God wants us to lay our... He told us casting all our cares upon God for He careth for you. God wants us to cast those cares. But where we need to be careful is that we spend less time casting the cares and more time Having a relationship with God. Having a relationship with our Father. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That we may know Him. As a teenager, I sat down with both my grandmothers after my grandfathers had passed away. And I asked several questions. And I asked them because I wanted to know things that had they passed away before I asked them, I would never know. I sat down and asked my grandmothers, how did you meet? What was your early days of marriage like? What was your relationship like? And asking those questions, and I know that's a lame example, but you and I need to spend time with God. Asking questions. God, help us to understand the Scriptures. Help me to get from Your Word that which would help me to know You better. To know You in a greater way. Because the ultimate purpose of our salvation is that we know God. That's the purpose. The purpose of our salvation. You and I are going to go to heaven one day. You and I are going to spend eternity with God. You and I are going to have all these great things before us. But the greatest of all is that we know God. So let's spend that time now getting a head start on knowing God. You're not, you don't have salvation if you don't know God. 
But that don't mean you know all of God. Spend your entire life. My wife and I got married. I knew my wife. But I'll guarantee you I know her better today than I knew her the day we got married. And that's what God wants for us. This is eternal life. That we know Thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ. That's the purpose of our salvation. So let's spend time letting the Scriptures reveal to us who God is. That we know Him better, that we love Him more, that we fall more in love with Him every day, that we know God. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank You for the Scriptures. We thank You for the truth of Scriptures. We ask You this morning that You would have Your will and way in the remaining portion of the time we have together. I pray that as we uh, take communion together, as we uh, have that common grace together, I pray, Lord, that You would speak to our hearts. Lord, help us that we might know You, the only true God. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.